Hi, hello, and welcome to K Out and About, the podcast about my random travel occurrences. This is season one, episode 21. We will not use the B word. This time, we take a break from my travel occurrences and focus on someone else's for the next few episodes. I convinced someone I know here in Sweden to talk about her journey here, and she will tell us about a few countries around Europe she lived in. We have recorded this interview a couple of months ago in Malmo, but before we start, here is where you can find me on Facebook. It's K Out and About, Instagram at K Out and About, all one word, and the website is K outandabout.com. And now on to the interview. So we're sitting here with Chris at the Malmo University building. Uh, it's just us, really, not many people here in the evening. Um, so, Chris, how do you do? Uh, good, yeah. Perfect, very <laughs> English um, uh, intro. <laughs> so, please tell us, I'm really interested in the main things. Um, why did you decide to move away, move out of the UK? And why uh, did you end up here in Sweden? How did that happen? Okay, yeah, it's a bit of a long story, but we'll We've got try time. and, <laughs> and uh, summarise it for you. Um, I studied uh, modern languages at university, which um, included German and Swedish mainly. So, Was that my uh, favourite university in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> at, uh, yeah, your favourite university. And um, so when I finished my education there... Um, well, actually, before I finished my education there, I was uh, in Germany, in Erlangen, uh, in southern Germany, for a whole year. Oh, wow. And studied there for the year. Not as an Erasmus student, but kind of similar. So I was there for a year, and then I came back and finished my degree, and then I uh, went straight to um, a Folkhögskola, a folk high school, as we usually call it in English, um, in Halland. Oh, where's that? Uh, which is the next county up from Skåne. Oh, right. So also in the south of Sweden. Uh, not quite as far south as we are now. And, uh, yeah, I was there for one term at this uh, folk high school, um, just doing, like, a general course. Okay, but like in languages or was it language related or um, some languages? Yeah, I mean, as it was a general course, it was a, it was a bit like going to um, you know sixth form, okay, um, that kind of level. And we did various subjects, including Spanish. I chose to do and uh, English, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and Swedish. So it was kind of mixed, but th that wasn't really the main reason I was there. The main, main reason was um, I got a scholarship from my university in the UK, and basically because nobody else wanted to take this scholarship after they graduated, <laughs> so I said, okay, why not? It was all, you know, paid for. So, uh, yeah, I went off to a tiny little place in Halland and was there for a term, and then... Yeah, I had basically a year off, you could say, of everything uh, for health reasons, I suppose you would put it. 
And then the year after that, um, in 97, I went off to Prague. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I was only there for about three months, actually, but I was teaching English there. Okay. Was it like a private school or more of a, a public school? It was school? for business, um, ah, okay. business English. It was one of the, ma the loads of language schools that kind of sprung up like mushrooms mm. in the whole of oh, yeah, the Central, Central and Eastern yeah. Europe. The, yeah, the, the 90s, yeah. The 90s, <laughs> the late 90s. <laughs> and so I was there for a few months. And then in the autumn, because, you know, there were loads of these teaching jobs available, um, basically I could take my pick of where to go next. Mm -hmm. So I chose to go to Poland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two pretty tiny places in Poland, one in the kind of... Northeast oh God, yeah, corner <laughs> and one in the southeast corner. I was like, yeah, I remember being shocked. About, How, who goes there? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, beautiful, but mm. to teach English, like yeah. Oh. Well, they had factories. I mean, that was the whole point. We were there to, um, you know, raise the level of English mm. skills at these factories. So, um, but after a year, I just kind of felt um, Poland was, was in the. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really like Poland, I like the people, but I felt kind of weird because I was earning so much more money than pretty much anyone, you know, probably less than the manager of the factory, but, you know, we were earning uh, money in England, in our English account, and we mm. got paid in uh, Zwarte as well. Mm, yeah. So it just felt kind of very uneven, and yeah, I didn't really huge difference. didn't so, really yeah. you know feel comfortable. And my Polish friends, they, you know, they were kind of horrified at how much money I had, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> at the time, you know, yeah, late nineties. Yeah. So I decided, yeah, I'll give Sweden another try. So in '98, I moved back here, so to speak. Okay, but did you move, uh, sort of, were you thinking about Malmö or no? You went somewhere No, else? I went to Stockholm. Stockholm, okay. Yeah. All right. So it was more of a, where the opportunities were. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay. Mm. So that, the, the, those, those were the main reasons you were sort of picking different places. Okay, there's an opportunity here. I'll go there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, goes. you know, I, I had traveled a little bit in, in Eastern Europe before I ended up, well, Central Europe now, uh, before I ended up there. But... Um, yeah, I just found out where there were jobs, basically, and went there. Okay, well, <laughs> sounds like a good way of life. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like a conscious decision. Like, for example, me, I knew I had to leave the UK mm. at some point yeah. you know, after almost 11 years. <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't like that for you. You were just kind of curious, like, okay, let's be see um, where I can go next. Well, the, the, the Swedish thing was a, a little bit to do with what I just said, that I felt that I was so much you know, wealthier than people, normal people in Poland. Mm. And I didn't feel very comfortable with that, so I wanted to be somewhere where I could, you know, be on a level mm. playing field with everyone else. So I ended up uh, in Stockholm teaching English again uh, for <laughs> various parts of uh, what used to be called Ericsson, which is now, you know, oh. well, some, some of those parts are probably still called just Ericsson, but a lot of it's called Sony Ericsson now. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was there for, mm, well, five years. I got my current job about a year and a half into the time I was in Stockholm or something like that. And, uh, yeah, I've been in Sweden ever since. But I moved down to Malmö in 2003. 
All right. And mm. was that sort of a choice because you, you liked it better or <clears throat> you wanted to leave Stockholm or what was? Um, I met a guy. Oh, right. <laughs> I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Malmo itself is quite nice anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing was um, a couple of years before I met this guy and moved down here, um, I had been on, I'd been to a conference here with my work and told all my colleagues, oh, I love Malmo, it's so cool, and Hill's really laid back, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, I ended up moving here. So, funny how things work out. <laughs> and you've been here ever since. Yes. <laughs> so, the next question would be um, the cultural shocks, because I can imagine <laughs> they might have been few, especially, like, I mean, Germany, there might have been maybe smaller ones, but mm. then Prague and then Poland and then, you know, in the meantime, Sweden and then living in Sweden as yeah. well. So mm. dish all the, dish the shocks. The yeah. Um, <laughs> the good ones and the bad ones. I know there, <laughs> there must be plenty. Yeah. No, I think in Germany, I was in a kind of, you know, uh, in, in a bit of a bubble, you know, in the student bubble. I was studying in mm. Erlangen. So I didn't really have that much contact with the outside world and the, 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 ones, <laughs> the ones I did have contact with were a load of engineers, Irish engineers from Siemens. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was kind of a weird year. And I remember my um, one of my German tutors when I got back from that year saying, what did you do all year? Your, your German hasn't improved at all. <laughs> yeah, talking to I the said, Irish. Yeah, I was in Irish bars for pretty much the whole year. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, but the, the kind of cultural shock of Germany, I don't know really. I mean, obviously as someone from the UK, you've heard a lot about Germany not necessarily positive all your life. Oh, not obviously. <laughs> um, I don't know, probably the same in Poland as well. Um, so obviously it took, well, I mean, I wasn't, you know, hugely prejudiced against Germans or anything. I was studying German as my degree. But, um, yeah, I'm sure that had an impact mm. on me in some way. Um, you know, maybe you kind of overreact to certain behaviours and stuff. Maybe if I'd come from somewhere else in the world, I wouldn't have been yeah. as bothered, you know. But I don't know, just the kind of, I don't know, stereotypes in a way. <laughs> Slight stereotypes, mm. I could say. Mm. It's funny how we always say, like, stereotypes are stereotypes, you know, they, mm. they're not real. And then you kind of meet one that walks and talks and like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of them were funny, you know, like the, you know, kind of sandals and white socks thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that kind of thing. And some some slightly impolite behavior and stuff. But to be honest, I mean, I didn't really notice so much of a difference mm. there, really. It wasn't a massive difference. Or well, what about Prague then? Prague was more of a difference, I would say. Um, uh, again, I was in a bubble. I was with my kind of expat friends and a couple of Czech friends as well, actually, who I'm still in contact now, contact with now. But um, yeah, most of the time we were in this kind of little world of our own. Um, and, yeah, there were a lot of things you had to contend with, you know, back in the 90s. Um, just trying to think of a good example. Yeah, the, I always remember the toilets in Prague. <laughs> That's the main, <laughs> okay. the lasting impression I have of Prague. Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, the whole kind of, um, you have to pay 
some woman to give you some one square of toilet oh, yeah. paper. You remember? <laughs> yeah, I do. And I was like, you know, from the West, I'd never had to think about toilet paper in my entire life. And I kind of got there and I was like, oh, God, you know, what if I want to you know do something a bit more advanced yeah. than just but now uh, in the uk you've got as well these the, those ladies or guys in mm, the men's room and true. they kind of give mm. you you can i think in some clubs you can even get like perfume or toothbrush oh, yeah, or yeah. something it's like very, that yeah. very advanced yeah okay, but um pretty yeah, much a cosmetic just, shop there <laughs> i was just glad i could have you know toilet paper i mean after a while i mean it was good for me in a way because you know when you come from a, a western country you're You're highly privileged in a lot of ways. You don't realize that people have to live in different ways. Mm. So, I mean, it was very good for me to see that and see that, you know, you don't have to waste things in mm. the same way as we do in, mm. in the UK, for example. It's actually, speaking of the, <clears throat> the toilet paper situation, the, mm. there is something that, for example, my mom always told me, always have either tissues or toilet paper mm. with you. And yeah. it's like literally mm. you just... Put a little bit in your bag yeah. or in your and backpack or tissues. Do, actually. Yeah, I still do because mm -hmm. you never know. I mean, even on if you're on a train in Sweden, I mean, they could have run out on the train. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a, a good, it's good a habit principle yeah. to uh, bear in mind. <laughs> and then you don't have to pay the lady um, mm. in Prague. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. It was it was an interesting time. I mean, aside from kind of stereotypes i mean i didn't really have any preconceived ideas about the czech republic because i didn't really know very much about it because um, that was also like that was a few years after they split as well yeah it was ni 97 and i mm. think they split in 94 or something yeah, like that yeah yeah so they were you know separate but yeah i didn't really have any idea i just you know when when you grow up in the west in the 70s and 80s just like oh yeah the communist bloc And you've no idea what's going on mm. behind that wall at all. <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting traveling around because I had to do a lot of traveling in my work, especially on, I went on buses and trains throughout oh. the Czech Republic <laughs> in the late 90s uh, to get to my students. I mean, there was mm. one guy and he was... Um, at Nachod, which is on the border of Poland. Mm -hmm. And it took three hours on the bus there. Oh. I taught him for three hours, and then I went home for three, three hours. hours. So, I mean, you get to see a lot of the country like that. Okay, it's the same route the whole time. Yeah, but you also sit with people on the bus. Yeah, I sat with people on the bus. Yeah. I mean, as it happened, one of my expat friends was on the same bus. So I kind of talked to him for quite a long time mm. on the bus as well. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting landscape at the time. I mean, you still saw the odd kind of you know tank, Soviet tank yeah. in the middle of the countryside, yeah. kind of randomly like random signs or yeah, barbed wire somewhere stuff all over the place. Like um, yeah, the remains of the the Soviet era, mm. and even you know like at the train stations and all that, um, you know the art artworks and statues yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah. was still around. I mean, when I went back to Prague this summer, I was shocked to see how little of that is oh, left. Yeah. There's basically nothing left. Even the even the train stations have been oh yeah radically. Yeah. I can altered. imagine yeah. So, so yeah, same back home. Uh, yeah, that was that was basically Prague. I mean, as I say, I was only there for three months, and then yeah, after the summer, I went to Poland, 
Um, How was that? <laughs> in the well, middle of nowhere <laughs> for the yeah, winter as well. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I arrived in Augustov, which is in the northeast up towards Lithuania, in about, I don't know, September. And, uh, yeah, I was living actually above a Polish family in their kind of flat. Okay. With a couple of other teachers. Okay. Who, who I was working with. So we shared this flat, and um, yeah, that was quite an interesting setup because the the mother, you know, she wanted to look after us, of course, feed you all the time. <laughs> so she used to come up with soups and things, and I was already a vegetarian, so I, I was like oy, oy, oy. trying to <laughs> navigate that in my very very bad Polish. Wow, mm. I th yeah, end of nineties. I don't. Well, I'm sure there were some vegetarians, but I don't think it was a known term no, or a no. known thing at all. No, I mean, I basically had to kind of keep keep saying to her, oh, "There's no fish in this, right? There's no chicken in this, right?" And you know, a couple of times we misunderstood each other, but on the whole, it kind <laughs> of worked out. <laughs> but I mean, my other two colleagues, they they went down. I think they even had some kind of Christmas dinner there or something. Mm. <laughs> so, but I couldn't really take part in that. I mean, that wouldn't have worked. So, uh, yeah. But the Christmas dinner is actually vegetarian. Well, there's mm, fish, but yeah, the, generally yeah. it's vegetarian, mm, actually. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I mean, I, to my, I sampled. <laughs> I mean, she made some some kind of beetroot soup with yogurt or something in it and gave that to me. And, you know, she was very, very accommodating. Mm. The whole family were very nice, actually. Any other kind of cultural things in in Poland? Because I mean, it's been uh, you were there a year. Yeah, I not was in August. Ninety seven to ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of what kind of cultural things I noticed. Um, well, there is the drinking vodka <laughs> a lunchtime thing. <laughs> I mean, I was working in a factory. I'm I'm not going to say which factory, but there was a factory. Um, the, I mean, there were, there were a lot of guys working there, basically. And I had a couple of students, and they were quite high level in their English. And occasionally we'd go out for lunch, mm. and they would bring in the vodka. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, I'm not really used to that kind of thing. <laughs> so I was, like, politely saying, okay, I'll have a little bit, but not too much. And, yeah, mm. that's not so easy to... To do, yeah, I think I think that's gone now. Mm -hmm, um, probably like maybe a beer or wine, but yeah, the vodka is usually left mm. now for maybe special occasions. Or, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I know it existed. Like, yeah, there's someone's names day or birthday. Mm. Like, what would they bring to work? A cake well, I think and a bottle of vodka. Trying, they were trying to be hospitable. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they were trying because they knew. Um, you know, I'd never really been. I'd never been to Poland actually before that year I don't mm. think I'd never set my foot in Poland so they were trying to give me you know some kind of Polish mm. experience I suppose <laughs> yeah that is one yeah yeah so that was interesting um now I think mainly what I remember from well Augusta especially very very generous and friendly people um on the whole Mm. Uh, w one of the places where it wasn't quite like that was at the post office. And, you know, back in the day before email, there was yeah. a lot of letter writing back home yeah. to friends and family and everything. So I just remember going to the post office and basically getting abused by the women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they work, they, they rule. Oh, they God, rule. yeah. 
I was terrified of them. In a lot of places, that's actually still the case. Mm. Like, if you see that kind of a person behind the counter, and you're right. like, oh, shit, i got to be nice now. Mm. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're not, they're just going to... Yeah, I mean, and also they, they were in charge of the, the phones as well because we didn't really have... Well, there was a phone in the house that I lived in, of course. The family had a phone, but I don't think... We didn't actually have a phone in the flat. Mm. So if I wanted to make phone calls, I had yeah, to go to the, to the post, post office. office. Yeah, And you, you probably wouldn't be able to even use their phone because they would probably yeah, get like, a, yeah, like yeah. a bill, like there's no tomorrow. So basically we had to you know go to the post office and either do a collect call mm. you know, to whoever... Or, um, yeah, put the coins in ourselves, yeah. basically. And these women were in charge of that, so you didn't want to upset Except them. them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, but then you moved uh, in Poland down south, you Yeah, said. I moved to um, a tiny little spa town called Ivonich Zdrui. <laughs> oh, right. Even, like, even, like, I'm guessing it's in the mountains. Well, mm. it's in the south, so it's in the mountains. It was in the but, mountains. like, I, yeah. I don't think I've heard On about this On the edge of the mountains, I would say. I mean, I was working in Krosno, another factory mm. full of men, mainly. Um, <laughs> My God, your we... image of Poland might be... <laughs> And I actually, the, the funny thing was there, I actually lived for the whole time I was there in a hotel. Oh. I was, I was well, I basically had like a, a suite in a hotel. Nice. Which had a kitchen and a bathroom. Okay. And, yeah. So I was self-sufficient self yeah. there kind of thing. And, um, yeah, and I had a, I had two different colleagues at different times. I was there the whole kind of mm. period up until the summer. Uh, I moved down there about February, March time, I think. And then I had a couple of colleagues that came over from the UK and were teaching at the same mm. factory. So you spent the coldest and like the coldest in months north. in the coldest <laughs> area of Poland. Oh, as God, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was cold. I mean, I remember walking across the square in Augustov in December, I suppose it was, and I was terrified. I mean, I'd never walked on like ice and it was like a glass sheet. Mm. I was terrified of like falling and breaking my neck or something. Oh, but breaking anything in yeah. those days as mm. well. <laughs> exactly. Imagine trying to communicate in a hospital. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen. But yeah, when I, once I got down to um, Krosno, it was a lot better weather. So mm. I had a really nice time there. And again, the people were really friendly. Well, most of them, <laughs> again. <Okay>. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's the same everywhere. I mean, it is, yeah. Whatever country is. you're in. But there was a guy I was teaching, and it was so strange. In the beginning, he was doing everything to sabotage my lessons. Oh. Um, making very rude comments. I mean, I was like 25 at the time, so I was like this young girl coming to teach English to all these men of various ages. So he was trying to, you know, trip me up, basically. Mm. Show, show you who, who the boss day, is. One day I showed them all who the boss was. Oh, tell, tell. <laughs> Do tell. I can't remember exactly the details, but he was making some kind of slightly dirty joke or something, you know, alluding mm. to something in the teaching material. So I kind of put him in his place. And I don't remember the joke itself, but I just remember that the entire class started laughing and I never had any trouble from this guy again. In fact, he was... The person that came up to me when I was leaving and he was in tears and he was Aww. saying, oh, don't go. And what will we do without you and all this kind of thing? <laughs> so it just shows that, you know, it pays to kind of, you know, mm. put people in their place occasionally. 
But it was, I actually had, speaking of sort of, yeah, um, dirty jokes or leading mm. to different things, um, I had a conversation with a young girl, I mean young girl, I'm saying, uh, she was probably, she's about in her 20s, let's right. say. Mm. And I know I do sometimes very sexist jokes sort of towards men. Right. Mm. And I was trying to explain to her that I do that because she was saying sort of like, I'm sexist. I was mm. like, yes, I am because I grew up. In, in the situation where it was always towards me. And yeah. if you wanted to have mm -hmm. any respect, mm. if you wanted to exist on the same plane level, you had to pay back with yeah. the same coin. Yeah. You had to. Like, no, I mean, it was the same in, in the UK when I was growing up mm. as well. I mean, yeah. And that, it stays, that's another it stays podcast entirely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yes, mm. we can do that, definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, mm. so exactly. Like, you, you literally paid him with the same coin and he's like, you're one of us now mm, exactly yeah. I think he was kind of testing me I'm not exactly sure what was going on but Probably. I gained some respect anyway for mm. sure so that was interesting out of curiosity because I'm only asking because that's something I kind of know let's say um, did you have any experience with uh Polish TV, like were you trying to watch any some any channels or no we didn't actually have a television in our flat okay um I had a television in the hotel, on the other hand, but I spent most of the time watching MTV on that, <laughs> to be honest. Those were the days, I mean, it <clears> yeah. was the 80s, I mean, it, yeah. was, it was good, you know, at the time. But I did actually start learning Polish. Um, the company I was working for paid for lessons in Polish, oh, nice. which was great. I mean, we had um, a young girl who uh, lived in the village in Augustov, or the town of Augustov. And she used to come like every week and give us lessons. And I got to a reasonable level. I mean, by the end of the year, when I was in, in uh, Ivonish Street, I could go to a, the post office. Uh, well, yeah, I could go to the post office, but I could actually go to the pub and have a conversation with people. Nice. Back in the day, don't ask me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't practice, you forget. Mm. Yeah. But I was really kind of getting into it. I mean, I'm a linguist, so I was nerding into the whole grammar and the cases oh, and all this kind of stuff. Of grammar. Yeah, <laughs> I was really getting into it. I, I'm kind of sad, really, that I didn't keep it up because that would be useful now, you know, in my current profession, perhaps. Mm. So, um, yeah, I did quite a lot of work on that. I can't remember if I had lessons when I was in Ivonish today. Perhaps I did. Or maybe, actually, one of the things I do remember was that I used to go to the the grocer's store, the green grocer's, um, and the woman there would help me pronounce all the mm. fruit and vegetables properly because back in those days, you couldn't go into a supermarket. You had to like, no. point and say what you wanted. So In a big city, maybe there were a supermarket, yeah. but not, definitely not in smaller towns. No. So, yeah, I learned a lot of Polish from her. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, and she'd correct me as well. If I said like the wrong ending or something, she would correct me. Oh, that's good. Well, the thing is, I think as well with, with Polish, it, we are so surprised people actually know anything. <laughs> We're so happy and proud, like, yes, yeah. thank you. Oh, my God, you're amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. No, I mean, I really noticed in both places that I lived in, it was highly appreciated that we tried Oh yeah, right. Because we know how difficult it is yeah. as well. Like, mm -hmm. That's why, and that's why we're always and so shocked. And <laughs> especially, you know, being English of all places. I mean, they really were shocked that I was making mm. an effort. So, yeah, all it right. was fun. <laughs> all right. 
That's it for today. We will talk to Chris a bit more in the following episode titled The Milk Snatcher. Thanks for listening and until next time.